Hey everybody, this is Spencer from Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, and uh, we are here to give you more podcasting goodness. This week, it is just me. I am going to be giving a review of a anime movie that I did not expect to watch before I decided that I was going to watch it, and the reason why is just because of the team that works on it, this movie. I, I think that that is probably the re- the only real reason that I wanted to watch this movie and to begin with. And I think that this is one of those movies that the if you are somebody who is very, very into uh, animation quality and you might be interested in the things that Netflix is doing with uh, Japanese anime movies and other different properties that they're trying to get further into, you might want to check this out. Okay, so uh, first and foremost, the name of the movie is called A Whisker Away. Uh, It's written by Mari Okada. Uh, It's directed by Junshi Sato. Um, and then the, uh, the full lame is called Wanting to Cry, I Pretend to Be a Cat. Um, it is an anime movie that came out in June of 2020, so right in the middle of pandemic times, and, uh, it gave people a a little bit of a feel of, I, I don't want to say specifically Studio Ghibli feel, but there is definitely that playfulness that you see from something like a Howl's Moving Castle or a Spirited Away. And the biggest reason why in A Whisker Away is that you are dealing with a a magic arena inside of this movie that you might not expect to see from uh, anything other than uh, a Ghibli or something like that. Uh, a lot of people really get their like fantasy anime movies and fantasy anime fix from the Ghibli side of things. Um, I'm I'm looking at you uh, specifically, Spirited Away. Um, a lot of people inside of America that was their first time getting into anime, especially after the Oscar nod uh, that they got. A lot of people saw anime for the first time, and maybe they're starting to pick it up a little bit by going on to Netflix, looking for something that's fun, uh, light, and has a feel of a little bit of a fantasy to it. And Whisker Away definitely has that. Um, But it is also a supremely weird movie. Um, So the premise is uh, a young girl, uh, her name is Mio. Uh, She is absolutely, absolutely in love with a guy named Hinode. Um, He's a young boy who doesn't share the same amount of infatuation with her, um, and she is obsessed with getting in touch with her more and more and more. The way that she does this is she becomes a cat uh, by putting on a mask that is given to her by a super, super shady mask maker guy at a festival. Um, This turns her into a little white cat. Um, This little white cat then goes and tries to hang out with Hinode. And the thing that first and foremost gets really kind of depressing and upsetting about this um, is that uh, Hinode used to have a cat named Taro, um, and this new cat that she looks like looks like Taro, and so he's like, 
looking back and pretending and almost pre- seeing her as his cat that he used to have. Um, so first and foremost, she's stepping into the shoes of a, a missing uh, beloved animal that this person loved. And if you're thinking, man, that kind of feels like a little bit sleazy to do. I also felt that way. Like, yes, it's not the same as, uh, as somebody stepping in is like, a you know, uh, a, a forgotten lover or a, a dead lover or like a widow, um, uh, you know, a, a dead spouse. But at the same time, um, this girl is in love with this guy and she's stepping into this animal that he misses. And so it's a little bit of manipulation. Um, so that's upsetting. Um, throughout the movie, though, the the mask seller um, is going to uh, continue to want Mio to go further and further into Cat World. Um, inside of Cat World, you uh, are basically giving away your life force and eventually you are turned into a cat slash person forever and held into this world. Um, he is trying to get her to come into this. Um, she is just trying to get closer and closer to this person that she loves and eventually wants to show him exactly how much uh, she feels and she wants to do this by telling him, but she's too afraid that if she reveals who she really is, then it's going to um, uh, upset him too much. And I, I think that that sort of sums up the movie um it's 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 pretty bold uh the way that they do this movie um and i i think i think at the end of the day um it's good uh it's it's way better than i think it has any right to be um it is a movie that is very confusing uh, if you're somebody that um, is just picking it up without knowing what it is or what you're getting into. I say that especially for people that are maybe watching anime for the first time or, or people that are getting this suggested to them because they had watched something else about cats, which is a, a, a big um, response that people have seen online through Netflix algorithm, which is just one of those things where it's just going to suggest to you anything that has like the, the same hashtag and explanation as the, uh, something else. Um, I think uh, at the end of the day, though, because it is such a beautiful movie, and it really is a, a really well animated movie um it kind of gets away with a lot of weird subject matter um but at the same time um the the characters are um really entrancing to watch um there is a really interesting uh cosplay um uh, mythology that people are building around it where like there's a cat world and people are like I'm totally going to get into this cat world and build it up as a cosplaying thing. And I'm assuming people will eventually turn it into a furry thing as well. Um, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, anyways, um, I will say that uh, this movie is definitely a, a fun one. If you want to give a good watch to a well animated movie that is maybe just going to be a kind of a fluff piece that you pick up just because maybe you want to watch a, a little bit of a, a romance film 
film uh, that has some uh, weird fantasy aspects to it as well. Um, I don't want to give away the main turns inside of the movie just because there are some uh, um, really interesting uh, <laughs> emotional aspects to this movie that if I gave them away, um, it would kind of ruin some moments. And uh, also, uh, there is an entire world that I think they call it Cat Island inside of the movie. I'm just going to call it Cat World um, that has some really beautiful um, imagery inside of it. Uh, the characters um, are are done very well inside of this world. And there is also a, a cool bunch of moments with like transmogrification I think is the kind of word but it's like where one person is turned into another animal or a, a another a, you know sort of thing um, and so these people that are slowly being turned into cats or being turned into cats in kind of a, a wild way um, it, it gives you a, a, a cool shot at that and the way that you could do that inside of anime Anyways, um, I will say that this movie is not going to be for everybody. Uh, it is not definitely not going to be for somebody that is just shown and only. Um, but if you are somebody that just wants to pick up a, a fluffy piece um, and maybe you were getting into a, a little bit of romance anime, you might really like this movie and dig it. Um, you also, uh, if you're into uh, maybe B-stars for a reason that you don't want to see say publicly, but maybe you kind of feel, you know, this is just right up your kink alley. Um, some people are talking about this movie being a, a good furry romance film, um, but that is uh, uh, something for people to discuss in a different scenario, um, and also something, because I am not connected with it, I didn't completely understand. Mostly I was just reading articles about it, and I was just like, that's an interesting point, and uh, there appear to be Reddit groups that talk about this kind of things, but they're probably not safe for work. Anyways, um, uh, I guess we'll be back to normally scheduled content next week. And thanks so much for checking in. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash getjumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday. And hey, thanks for listening. Hello, my name is Jeremy Snow, owner and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind. 
We interrupt your awesome, regularly scheduled programming to ensure you're aware of the Geekly Grind podcast network, of which this show is a treasured member of. If you haven't had a chance to check out our site, you can do so at thegeeklygrind.com, and while you're there, take a look at the other members of our steadily growing podcast family, including the anime-centric Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, discovering new heroes on comic book keepers with Chris and Lance, exploring the vast universe of geekdom with Geek Exploration, or appreciating animation's finer details with JD's Ink and Paint Club. Escape your weekly grind at the Geekly Grind.